What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Remember, if you're drinking, texting, smoking cannabis, you shouldn't drive, or somebody's going to have to hire my law firm to set things straight. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors completed a uh, wire-to-wire victory against the Atlanta Hawks, winning by a score of 124-108. to um, to complete the road trip, uh, it was obviously a bit of a rocky start by losing to the Celtics in overtime. But you know the Raptors have responded to three straight losses with three straight wins, and that's exactly what you want to see. Now, granted, some pretty crappy opposition was defeated along the way. I mean, uh, who was it? The Bulls on Saturday night. Okay, that was hilarious. They didn't even field an NBA team. Uh, you know, Orlando solid, and I thought that was a gritty win. You know, on a game when they couldn't shoot some threes. It was a good win. And obviously, Danny Green hitting that shot at the end was nice. Uh, and then today against the Hawks, another back-to-back. You know, Kawhi, shorthanded roster, no OG, no CJ Miles, no Norman Powell. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Raptors got it done. They got it done. They were, like I said, they led wire to wire. I thought defensively they were really solid against the Hawks. Um, you know, outside of turning the ball over and giving up some points uh, off turnovers, the Raptors... Um, conceded, I think, 10 points off turnovers in, like, off, like, five turnovers at one point. So it was like the Hawks were scoring every single time down the floor. Outside of that, the Raptors' half-court defense is really solid. Um, and offensively, I got to say, this is a return to early season Kyle Lowry. Like, this is the Kyle Lowry we saw earlier this season, um, you know, where he was playing at an MVP level. I mean, tonight, 21 points, 12 rebounds, 17 assists on 7 of 12 shooting. Three of six from three, four of four from the free throw line. I mean, that's ridiculous. That that's ridiculous production, and it's completely indicative of how much Lowry controlled this game from start to finish. I mean, he got the Raptors a good look in a pick and roll every single time down the floor, whether that was for himself or more often it was for his rolling big man. I mean, seventeen assists is a season high for Lowry in a year where he's already leading the league in assists. Um, but him feeding JV, him feeding Ibaka, you know, feeding Siakam as well. I mean, he was just incredible with the passing. I mean, he, he just set the tone and and look, the Hawks are not a very good defensive team and you know, the Raptors pretty much got whatever they wanted against them, uh, except for when the bench played, I'll talk about that in a second, but Kyle was phenomenal and, um, yeah, I mean, this is Outside of, I think, Jimmy Butler, um, Kawhi's performance against Jimmy Butler uh, in the Minnesota game. I thought that was probably the most impressive dominant performance that we've seen from the Raptors this year. But Kyle's game is right up there. Uh, and the only reason it's not completely above what Kawhi did in that game uh, to Jimmy Butler 
is the level of competition. At least the Minnesota Timberwolves, with Butler at that time, was a very competent opponent. The Hawks are not very competent, but the way Kyle controlled this game, it was just so impressive. And it was nice to see him get a shot back. I thought it was coming back a little bit in the Orlando game, but he wasn't as aggressive. He kind of defers a lot to, to Kawhi, and I think it kind of slows the offense down a little bit more, whereas Kyle is able to move around and consistently you know, create with the pass. But I don't know what else you could say. I mean, 17 assists is just cr- a crazy number that immediately jumps off the page um, when you see it. And <laughs> to, I mean, to put that number in perspective, uh, in the 2016-17 season, I think the Raptors finished the year averaging 18 assists per game. So... Kyle got 17 tonight. A, a, a very impressive performance. Um, I will say that uh, it was a little bit concerning that Nick Nurse brought Kyle back into the game late in the fourth quarter there. And again, and this has kind of had a, a habit of happening. I mean, it burned him with the Kawhi thing. He put Kawhi back into that Phoenix game and he kind of jammed his foot. Um, you know, it kind of burned him in that Bulls game where he left Kyle in a little bit too long in the third quarter, I thought. And then Kyle, you know, jams his ankle and, you know, he's okay. But same thing tonight, you know, he puts Kyle back into the game because the bench was in the midst of blowing it uh, for the umpteenth time this season. And, uh, you know, he brought in Kyle to kind of just steady the shit for like two minutes. And during that time, he gets elbowed in the face by Torian Prince and is, you know, left bloodied on the floor. Um, You know, Kyle turned out to be okay and literally came, came back the next possession and got a rebound and got an assist and, you know, just was Kyle Lowry and, and basically just added even more to his stats. I mean, he was also plus 28 in 32 minutes. Again, an incredible game by Kyle. But um, it's something that you really do have to watch out for with Nurse uh, just because you're always playing with fire. I understand where he was coming from from this game because the bench was so bad and, like, explosively bad, if that's even a thing. I mean, the Raptor starters built a nice cushion for the bench. I think it was 29-14 with about 10 minutes left. And, of course, the bench gives up a 10-0 run in two minutes. Uh, and it's all of a sudden a game again, and the Hawks are right there. And you just, you really just have a hard time trusting this bench because they're playing so bad offensively and making so many bad decisions, forcing so many bad shots that, you know, the offense is basically just completely corrupting the defense as well. Like it was, it's so easy for the Hawks to grab those um, turnovers, grab those rebounds and go the other way and score. Uh, and that's how you get these explosive runs where the Raptors are just vehemently bad. And that's why you can't really trust the bench. And it looked to be happening a little bit in the fourth quarter as well. I mean, the Hawks scored 35 in the fourth quarter. So defense really did come unraveled. Um, and so I get putting Kyle back into the game, but also you just nurses just have to play these things safe, man. I mean, like it's always a, a risk when you put a player back into the game, and you know I, I don't fully blame him. Again, like I said, I understand where he's coming from in this case, but you just got to be careful. You always got to be careful with Kyle Lowry's minutes. Um, you know, I mean, played a long game against Orlando, and tonight thirty-two minutes. Um, you just have to watch. You got to be careful, but. You got lucky this time. Kyle, you know, delivered the win. And Kyle had a phenomenal performance. Obviously, he's the number one star. And then, man, I mean, there's a lot of good performances up and down the roster. I think JV was really impressive. Uh, I think he just pairs so well with Kyle. I think JV kind of is out of sync with the bench. Like, I don't know if Fred really knows how to find JV in pick and roll. I don't know if DeLon really knows how to find JV in pick and roll. There's not a lot of space when DeLon runs a pick and roll with JV. And DeLon's not really able to get to the rim. And so he's not able to feed other people. But um, I don't know. That's one explanation. Of course, the counter to that is DeLon and Pirtle had one of the best pick and rolls combinations on the team last year, and Pirtle could shoot worse than JV. So I'm not quite sure what they're, what it is, but 
Lowry's timing with JV in the pick and roll is phenomenal. And um, JV just kept getting wide open, easy buckets uh, in the paint, you know. Um, also, you know, easy free throw opportunities. I mean, 24 points, 9 to 12 shooting for JV. Hit a three finally. It's nice to see it. Um, you know, it's not a consistent part of his game, but the Raptors could take all the three-point shots they can get right now because they're just not shooting well. Uh, and, you know, also eight free throw attempts for JV, 13 rebounds, two assists, a block, plus 21 in 27 minutes. Dominant performance by JV, and um, Kyle really loves feeding them. I mean, they just have a great chemistry. They really do. It's the timing, everything, the, the movement. It's all perfect. It's, it's all really, really good. Uh, and, you know, maybe part of JV's, and not really a drop-off because I think his production has been mostly the same. But, you know, him not playing as many minutes with Kyle because he's not, you know, the full-time starter anymore does kind of dampen his production. It makes him look a little bit worse. Although I think defensively, that's mostly where the criticisms have come for JV. And I think over the last two games especially, JV's defense was impressive. I mean, today, Dwayne Dedman, 1 of 8 shooting from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. And a lot of those were not good looks. Minus 17 for Dedman in 31 minutes. It, look, it's Dwayne Demon. He's not really a scorer. Um, but still, for the fact that JV was able to hold him to one of eight shooting um, is good. It's very, very good. And I thought JV was great defensively uh, last night as well in Orlando when, when he, you know, he uh, put a big body on Mo Bamba. And I think just JV is really good against these pick-and-roll type of finishers where guys who are a threat to lob the basket, DeAndre Jordan. Like, these are always the types of guys that JV uh, thrives against. And I, I thought... Uh, you know, JV did a great job defensively. I'm going to give him the second star. And then the third star can come down to either one of Pascal Siakam or Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka pacing the bench with 19 points, 8 of 11 shooting. Again, a lot of assists coming courtesy of Kyle Lowry to Ibaka's buckets, especially in the mid-range. Um, I think either Fred or DeLon found him, found him for a wide open three. That was nice to see him drop that. And again, Serge only got that 19 points in 21 minutes. So that's very impressive. But I'm going to give it to Siakam in this case. Siakam, 22 points, four rebounds, two assists, nine of 13 shooting, a three, three of five from the free throw line, um, two steals as well, plus 19 in 32 minutes. I got to say, man. Are we just going to get used to this? Like, is this just the norm for Pascal Siakam to consistently get 20, between 15 and 20 points on very efficient shooting, between like 60 to 70% shooting? Like, because that's what Siakam has done. He has not slowed down one bit. I mean, he's scoring like this every single game, and he's showing like a crazy amount of skill to score the way that he's scoring. I mean, today alone, a Euro step, a three pointer, um, you know, a step through in traffic, pick and roll finishes, you know, soft floaters, spinning uh, layups, his signature move, the spin move, it's phenomenal. Transition buckets where he's just blowing right by Vince Carter. Um, I mean, Pascal is just, the, the, the skill level is crazy to see from him. And also, of course, he's, you know, excellent defensively as well. But, man, I can't believe the Raptors have a player like this. And it honestly looks like Pascal's getting better every single day. You know, we always talk about how development is not linear and you always have to temper your expectations with young players. I mean, just look at the Celtics today. They lost uh, to the New York Knicks at home. Losing to the New York Knicks at home in 2018. The Knicks who openly admit that uh, they're not winning games this season and are playing basically... Uh, a G League team, and uh, wow, Trey Burke, twenty nine points. Good lord, oh good, oh this is this is just great, great man. Look at the Celtics, man. Look at look at these Celtics, these shameless Celtics. 
bragging about how great they will be all year, and they're losing to the New York Knicks. God damn. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah, so development is not linear, right? Everyone just assumed all the Celtics guys were going to take a step forward and they were going to win like 65 games or whatever. That didn't happen, right? And the reason for that is development is not linear. But with Pascal, like, it, honestly, it's not linear. It feels exponential. Like, he's just going up significant amounts every single game and he's just taking strides. I mean, like, you're just getting used to the fact that he got 22 points on 9 of 13 shooting. None of it looked out of the ordinary, which is crazy because he's getting some really tough buckets and he's not slowing down. And so, um, I'm going to give this third start to Pascal. I mean, he's, he's been phenomenal, you know. Uh, and then, on the other end, I have a very difficult decision to make because in my heart of hearts, I want to give it to Jeremy Lin, uh, who had 26 points on 11 to 13 shooting, 4 or 5 from 3 in 26 minutes. Lin Sanity is back, and, you know, I got a rep for, you know, the last remaining Chinese player in the NBA or Asian-American, I guess, because he's Taiwanese. Um, but... Uh, well, I guess there's Joe Chi, but he doesn't play for Houston. So this is really all we got. We got we got Jeremy Lin. So I want to give it to Jeremy and really deserve to give Jeremy really deserves it because Trey Young, um, you know, just basically shat the bed. And so Jeremy had to come in and clean up his mess. And Jeremy was great. And this has been a kind of pattern for the Hawks. There's a lot of games where Trey Young is not good. And when he's not good, it's awful. And they need Jeremy to come in and he steadies the ship. And I'm really hoping that Jeremy gets either traded to a contender or that he gets cut and he is like bought out, like mercifully bought out uh, out of this tanking situation that he catches on with a good team because he deserves it. He can really be productive. We saw it today, 26 points, 11 or 13 shooting. Please, please, someone sign Jeremy Lin, okay? Please. He's such a good man as well. Just such a really, really great dude. But come on. You got to give this to Vincent Lamar Carter. 14 points, 21 in 21 minutes at the age of... 41 with uh, some very old K tape on his uh, shoulders to really reinforce the fact that, yes, this is old Vince Carter. And man, Vince Carter tonight with 14 points, uh, he surpassed the 25,000 point plateau, becoming the 22nd player in NBA history to do so. Uh, And it was obviously a very special moment for him to do it against the Raptors. And quite honestly, it, it was. It was sullied a little bit for me, like a little bit by the fact that he was um, sort of the the Hawks were gearing, like trying to find strange ways at the end of the game to give him extra buckets. It was very much like a manufactured 14 points. He got to like, he got to 10 really easily. Uh, but the last couple of points were just really painful. He got fouled on a three-pointer, but then they reviewed it. His foot was on the line and then he took like five more shots after that. And it was just kind of in garbage time and everyone was rooting for him but it was just a little bit uh ugly to watch in the moment but seriously thrilled for vince carter obviously it's significant to the raptors you know there's some people that are never gonna forgive vince carter and i understand that um he did you know leave the franchise on very very poor terms a lot worse than Kawhi. what Kawhi left the spurs on by the way and spurs fans hate Kawhi, but um you know Vince, I mean, when you take a step back and look at it, there's no way you don't appreciate the fact that the Raptors as a franchise um, were built largely off the success of Vince Carter. And, you know, Vince really brought the Raptors and cemented their status in the NBA. That was during a time where the NBA, you know, could have gone a different direction. Like, look at Vancouver. They don't have the Grizzlies anymore, right? Part of the reason the Raptors kept Vince Carter, even when the dollar was like 70 cents and the Raptors weren't making any money, um, Part of the reason the Raptors were to keep the franchise was because Vince Carter was here, and he was the greatest show 
you know, maybe in all of sorts for a couple of years. And I mean, I wasn't there personally to watch it, but I mean, still, uh, I caught the tail end of Vince's career, which is not the, the best, most flattering part. But um, seriously, I mean, he's, uh, you know, the organization owes a ton to Vince. They've honored Vince. Um, I think a lot of people still are holding out hope that he retires in a Raptors uniform. I think he should do that, uh, you know, whenever he decides to hang it up. And you know, he can still play a couple more years, it looks like. I mean, there's no way he's not going to be athletic. He's always going to be able to dunk until he's like 60, just like Dr. J or something. But um, seriously, man, I mean, Vince, is he's so important to, uh, you know, the history of basketball in Canada, the popularity of basketball in Canada, the culture of basketball in Canada, uh, and also, you know, the Raptors franchise. He is still the most iconic Raptor, bar none. Uh, you know, DeMar did a lot of great things with the Raptors, and he took a lot of Vince's records. Um, Kyle's done a lot of great things with the Raptors, continues to do so. I mean, 21 points, 17 assists, 12 rebounds tonight, 13 career triple-double. Very good by Kyle, but come on. Vince Carter, I mean, Chris Bosh as well, whatever. Um, Vince Carter is the iconic signature Raptor. Uh, and will be for a very, very long time until, um, you know, Kawhi wins the Raptors the title this year, then yeah, maybe up for, up for grabs, but, um, very happy that Vince was able to do that against the Raptors. Uh, again, a little bit awkward that it, it was so painful for him to get the last point, but thrilled that he was able to do it, thrilled that he was able to do it, uh, you know, in front of a home crowd too, so he can get really cheered, uh, by the Hawks fans there who were really, you know, uh, egging him on basically to get that achievement while he was at this game. And, um, Vince was emotional. Vince, uh, you know, took the game ball, shook everyone's hand afterward. I mean, it's a great career for Vince, you know, hopefully he can keep it going. Uh, and, uh, hopefully one day when he decides to finish, you know, he can end his career with the Raptors. So, uh, Vince gets the Gerald Henderson award, although it should really go to Jeremy, but you know, it, it's going to Vince here. And, uh, the Raptors get the win. The Raptors have, uh, you know, Establish themselves uh, still as the best team in the league by record, fifteen and four now. I mean, granted the the, the schedule is a little bit soft in terms of the opposition, the quality of opposition, but the Raptors have played a ton of games within a very short span of time, uh, and you know they've written out some injuries, and yet they're still afloat, and not more than afloat. I mean, they still have the best record in the NBA. Um, there's still a lot of things to work on for sure. And, you know, you would like to see Kawhi uh, get back into rhythm. You would like to see the crunch time execution a little bit better. You'd like to see rebounding and, you know, defense, uh, you know, just generally on the whole better for the Raptors. But um, you can't argue with the results, man. 15-4 and four right now, It's it's been really solid. And hopefully the Raptors can basically uh, continue that streak, basically, when they come back home to Toronto. Anyway, I'm done with the podcast. I'm done ranting. I'm going to be back on Friday to discuss uh, the Wizards game. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.